Welcome to the Accelerated Physics Podcast. It's a show where we talk about teaching and learning physics. I'm Sean Downs for the Pasayton Institute. Have you ever seen a physics class with a Scantron exam? You know, like a bubble sheet? As a teaching assistant, the incentives for that were mixed. On the one hand, we didn't have to worry about grading any of the exams. But on the other hand, so much of the struggle, the work, the thoughts, and the inspiration that comes from struggling through a physics problem gets left behind in the work that's shown. We could feel viscerally the dehumanizing pressure of these exams on our students. And don't even get me started on the GRE. Assessment is a fun topic to explore intellectually. You know, how best to have students demonstrate their knowledge and skill. But in practice, it can be a huge pain. And grading at scale is really, really hard. You might expect a technical field with precise answers would be super easy to assess. Surely it's easier than the kind of essay-based, argument-driven subjects like history or literature. And yeah, that might be true, but that doesn't mean that assessment in physics is easy. The answers might be cut and dry, but the process is still anything but. When solving for projectile motion or rotations, what strategies did the student employ? Were they on the right track? Was it just a silly numerical error, or did they commit a conceptual mistake? Any physics problem worth discussing is one part reading comprehension, one part translation to technical language, and one part logical argumentation. So how do you assign points across these different parts? And how do you do that at scale with hundreds of students? <laughs> See, I told you, it's not easy. Having taught mathematics with students from third graders to graduate students, I've seen lots of different failure modes. But what's both encouraging and kind of frustrating is that they're often pretty similar across the spectrum of education. We'll have a lot to say about assessments in episodes yet to come, but I wanted to share with you a particular assessment strategy that I experienced as it was applied to me uh, as an undergraduate uh, in my statistical mechanics class. Tom Lemberger is retired now, or emeritus, as they say, uh, and he was an experimentalist, a superconducting condensed matter experimentalist. And the way he changed his assessment strategy mid-quarter really impressed me. The undergraduate physics education is all about problem solving, but most of the problem solving occurs in kind of really pristine, clean intellectual environments. You learn about pulleys and spinning tops, electrical charges and magnetic fields, photons, and the most complicated bits of quantum mechanics are typically restricted to the hydrogen atom. The final piece, arguably the capstone course of the field, is statistical mechanics, which kind of turns things on their head. Instead of modeling things like particles or circuits or chains or ropes or their quantum manifestations, you're trying to model clouds or pots of soup, snow, stars. In other words, things in the real world.
That said, the basics of statistical mechanics are pretty straightforward to teach, and so the first chunk is pretty routine. What makes it difficult is the applications to real materials. In our second quarter, Tom quickly figured out that almost nobody in the class was following the material. On-the-fly assessment in a physics class, a fairly advanced one at that, is almost never done. Usually assessment happens with weekly homework or a few midterms, but given the grading cycle, that's almost a two-week lag before the professor gets any kind of feedback, aside from direct student questions. So the first exam of our second quarter was something of a tragedy, almost across the board. So what did Tom do? He pivoted. He pivoted to a quiz. A quiz every single day for everyone in the class. At first, I was panicked because a low grade on a quiz felt like a risk. And multiply that risk by the number of quizzes that you're getting, and the implications felt dark. But of course, that perspective is silly. <laughs> and after a while, we were in on the game. If you have a quiz every day, the weight of each quiz drops precipitously. But just forcing us to stare at a blank page at the start of every class still imposed the panic, the confusion, the grasping for answers, and the sometimes existential fear that is so important to catalyze knowledge growth. Daily quizzes forced us to rapidly learn the material. It's something I didn't really appreciate until I became an instructor. Tom got nearly daily feedback on what points were confusing to his students. In other words, he was polling our understanding of the material every time we met. And here's the thing, scaling this approach really isn't that hard. Coming up with new problems really isn't that much of a challenge, and often it's useful to simply reuse the problem from the day before to see if anyone actually learned anything. In a large class, you could even split test problems on students to gain a little more signal. The thing is, grading these types of problems daily isn't even that hard, even at scale. When it comes to problems with a lot of shown work, student mistakes invariably line up into patterns, and you can usually quickly sort those problems into stacks. And since it's a daily quiz, it's low stakes anyway, so there's no need to exert undue effort with detailed rubrics. You know, like 10 points, 5 points, 2 points, that's usually good enough. So let's close today with a scenario that will make the graybeards howl. Imagine you're a professor and you've given the same problem, say solving for a two-species absorption of molecules onto some surface, for multiple days in a row. Maybe, you know, CO versus O2 in the alveoli of lungs or some other kind of analog for that. If you were to put this problem on the final exam and nearly everybody got it right, what does that tell you? It tells you that you actually taught people something. And what could possibly be wrong with that? And that's our show. The Accelerated Physics Podcast is brought to you by, oddly enough, the Physics Accelerator. The Physics Accelerator is a suite of support services offered by the Poseidon Institute related to learning and teaching physics effectively. One-page reference sheets, problem sets, coaching, and more. If you need a little help with your physics or math, or you're looking to extend your knowledge, please check us out. We're here for students from advanced high school on up. 
including any adults who want a quick way to refresh their skills, we're here for you at physicsaccelerator.com. The Accelerated Physics Podcast is a production of the Poseidon Institute, whose mission is to build and share physics knowledge without barriers. This podcast aims to serve both students and teachers of physics by injecting ideas and starting conversations. Do you have any ideas or feedback? Hey, drop us a line. This show is made possible in part by the Physics Accelerator, whose mission is to support people in the quest to learn mathematics and physics. The Physics Accelerator is a program of the Poseidon Institute. The show is written, edited, and produced by me, Sean Downs. Thank you so much for listening.